so great to be here with you. Thank you for joining Girls Go Books Deep. I'm Janae. I'm Amanda. We're two childhood best friends who love to discuss fantasy, science fiction, TV shows, and movies based on literature, graphic novels, and comics. Follow us on Twitter at GG underscore Books Deep to stay up to date with what we're reading and watching. Now on with the show. All right. Welcome back, guys. Hi, we just everybody. went and saw the Batman. So um, we're going to dive into this before we even start diving. We're just going to let you know. Spoiler alert. We're, we're going to talk about this movie. We're going to talk about everything. Everything. So if you haven't seen it and you want to see it before you listen to this episode, definitely go do that. But if we'll you're like you me, who doesn't care, you could tell me the whole movie. I'm going to go still see it by my, for it's myself. It's actually Janae's second time watching the movie. It is. And time. I'm so happy I saw it the second time because it reminded me of some of the things that I wanted to talk about. Awesome. So I was like, yes. I'm glad I went and did that. Right. Um, so... I want to say first and foremost that me and Janae were like super ridiculously excited for this movie because we're both like, yes, we like MCU makes amazing movies. But yeah, we are DC fans at heart. Yeah. And we have a special place in our heart for Batman. I've seen every single type of Batman that's yeah. out there. This gave me reminiscence of all the different Batman. Yes. Yeah. That was a, that was another reason why I was so happy that I saw it again because I'm like this this feels like a merge like I could definitely see moments where I was like that's uh that's a little Christian Bale right there that's a little that's a little um Del Kilmerish yeah yeah mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah. yeah what was his name uh, Keaton oh Michael Keaton yeah. I saw some Ben Affleck moments in there I'm like but I like see I actually still need to watch. Ben Affleck's Batman. I still haven't. I know. I'm real super behind. I will give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm always down to watch a movie that he's been in because, to be honest, like I haven't. Well, I really, I never watched Geely, so we're not going to count that one. Yeah, no. But I've never really seen a movie with Ben Affleck in it that I hated. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. Reindeer Games, uh -huh. bro. All right, uh -huh. so Gone Girl, shit. <laughs> that was a great right. movie. So. But go ahead. I'm so sorry. Uh, no. So I was just going to say, uh, let's rate the movie. Oh, yeah. So out of five, five being the greatest of all time, one or even zero being the worst film you've ever seen in your no. life. Um, I was thoroughly entertained. Oh, yeah. Um, I definitely would give it a four because I feel like there there's some things I'm that like could have been better. Yeah. But... Mm -hmm. Overall, like it definitely with so many people talking about why we're getting another Batman, this, that, and the other, and people having their opinions about it. And after seeing this film, I was like, we finally got a Batman that we wanted in the sense of it's not he knows everything yet. He's still learning. I, yeah. Like He's still he's still learning ins and outs of his limits himself, what he can push, what he can't. He's learning. This is early, early, early. Yeah, this it, is year two. Right, exactly. So it's it's a perfect uh, journey for the fans because it's like we know where he's going to get. We know how he started. And we've had those movies of both. We want to see what the in-between, the him figuring this shit out himself. I literally had those thoughts when I was watching it. It was like when I realized that it's only year two and Gordon's not the commissioner yet and that kind of thing. I was just like, oh, yes, it's that meaty part. And now don't take this as like a weird sacrilege thing, but it makes me think of the Bible. How like you when it same thing with like Bruce Wayne, same with a lot of like hero arcs. Yeah. Where you get the origin moment mm -hmm. and then. Boom, all of a sudden he's like 33 years old and, right. and shit is climbing. We don't actually get to dig deep into him the building. Process. Yes, so we literally got a three hour movie of year, a part of year two in the right. process. And I think that's why this movie is so great because yes. it's like, you, 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 like I told you when after I first saw it, I was like, you get an origin story without them telling the origin story. Yeah, we've already rehashed him seeing his parents die so many times, but yeah. this was great 
at showing you the why behind yeah. his parents. Yeah, dying. and him him finding out that they're not who they thought he was. Yeah. Or they thought he- that's like a major thing with like a coming of age story. Oh yeah. And like the switching and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz cuz this was a great uh moment where I think a lot of people could connect where you realize like your parents are who you thought they were. You always, you know, growing up um in some type of aspect you think your parents are heroes. Yeah. But then you realize that they're actual real people who do deal with real problems and they don't have the answers. Right. They're doing the same thing you're doing, winging this shit hard. Absolutely. So it's like <laughs> Having Take him, it it yeah, having him realize that and being like, well, that changes a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It also like helps him with the end of the story when he's like, I've been trying to help, but I realized that I wasn't really helping. And now I know I can help better yeah. because he knows yeah. the truth. Yeah. And like, he's like, I have to be more than just vigilance. I have to be more than just a vigilante. Yeah. And that's why you have that character and story arc with Catwoman mm-hmm. because she's always been that character that kind of toes the line between good and bad. Right. And he's like, no, if you kill this dude, if you shoot him in the face, you are no better than them. Yeah. And that's the defining character, like, cornerstone of Batman. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's dive into these characters because first, the first person I want to talk about is not going to be, I I don't think anybody's going to really guess who I want to talk about first, but watching it the second time, I truly enjoyed watching Colin Farrell absolutely as the penguin and um uh, I can't remember his name but uh they had a dialect on on set who was helping them with their dialect mm-hmm. unfortunately he passed away recently oh, okay. but that was one of the first things that leaving the movie theater the first time I was like damn those accents were on point I, I like that it was that gritty mobster like yes which, you come from a specific part of the specific exactly. city in New York. It's absolutely yeah, yeah. They they were focusing on the details, and I think he did an amazing job with Penguin. And I I just want more of him. Like 100%. there wasn't enough. That's what they're doing. They're talking about a power grab at the end, and then they're panning on him. So he's going to be the big bad. Well, one of the main big bads right. in the yeah. next movies coming mm-hmm. out clearly. I was just, that makeup artist needs to get an Oscar. Oh, yeah. Between Selena's makeup and his makeup and everything, it was just a goth dream. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is so emo goth, all of it, every second of it. I'm just like, oh, I'm loving this. The the ever so subtle little tiny speckles of glitter yeah. that were on her to make it look like tears or to make it look like a shot, like, like smoke and mirrors. Like, yeah. you don't ever mm-hmm. get the full, like, it's a fucking mm-hmm. story on mm-hmm. her face. And I was just, yeah, oh, the details, eat, I'm telling you, it's in the up. details. It's in the details. Like, even uh, one of the other details that I was reading about was they were talking about her nails and how they... They didn't like necessarily claws. make claws, but it was just her fingernails. And what if we just make it like a natural type thing, I guess. Ooh. And it worked perfectly because especially in this time now, like what woman does not have claws like that right now? Mm-hmm. It's tr- it's on trend. It's real world and it's character detail. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. So many things. Like <laughs> so many things. Uh, and it's Zoe Kravitz on top of it. So it's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Oh. Um, and then the next character that I, watching it the second time, I, so the first time watching it, obviously I'm talking about the Riddler. And oh. it's one of those things when um, they're remaking these movies and you have certain characters that you're like, okay. Jack Nicholson. Jack sure. Nicholson. So like so many people says his was the best Joker for so long. And then for a long time. Yeah. For a long time. And then and you then had the Heath, Heath Ledger. Ledger. Yeah. 
And then, you know, everybody's talking about Walking Phoenix, which is kind of a different type of joke or whatever. And when you start thinking about these characters, and I think that's why Nolan kind of went in a different direction with some of his villains. It's not the typical villains. It's something that hasn't been done yet. Because you have someone like Jim Carrey who played the Riddler in Batman Forever. And I was obsessed with that man (laughs) and that character. It was so over the top, but like magical at the same time <laughs> but that's the genius that was jim carrey in the 90s right was just like- so it was like trying to find a different take on that character it's like where do you even go and then i see this riddler and i'm like yes i'll keep my mouth shut <laughs> i'll keep my mouth shut because obviously I I did no. not see this. You could absolutely play Jeffrey Dahmer in a movie. Mm-hmm. And you could also definitely play Bill Gates mm-hmm. in a movie. Yeah. And he absolutely should. Somebody get on that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing that I loved about his character and what they brought out in this Batman that I think uh, if you're one of the reasons why I love Batman and his villains, same kind of reason why I love the Flash and his villains is they have this relationship that's unique to their their stories and all these villains in batman like they don't like yes they know that there are other villains and you know mobsters and whatever but they're very focused on their relationship with batman yes and so like to actually have that there and have him you know when he's in the asylum he's like it's me and you i was like finally somebody Yes, because every villain of Batman thinks like that. Yes. They're like, I'm doing this because you're doing this, bro. The Batman comics, as well as all the different things, they really focus on psychological warfare as well as like just bad versus evil. It's yeah. not it's not that cut and dry. It's not that black and white. Not everybody is 100% good and 100% evil. Yeah. Batman himself is a vigilante who goes mm-hmm. out and does the things that the the police can't do and he pushes it to the serious limit, which is what I love when it sees when you see him he's clearly like been I mean, he just got shot with a shotgun right in his yeah. chest at like point blank zero. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it, he's feeling it and I get it. So he pulls out like the bat pen and like Yeah. And, like sticks himself with um adrenaline. adrenaline, yeah. And then just like goes to town. The fact that he was able to curve himself for for Gordon is like ridiculous. Yeah. Like adrenaline doesn't. It's like, oh, okay, now I'm cool. Well, that like, I feel like that kind of plays like. So there's certain moments in the in the movie that that happens, mm-hmm. and I think it it kind of plays into the relationship that they have, mm-hmm. where it's like there was a moment watching it the second time around where I'm like, I feel like Gordon should be a little bit more active in the movie, like in Christopher Nolan's Gordon was fucking. I'm I'm Gordon. We doing this, 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 and this. Where this one, like, yeah, he had the moments where he would tell the cops what to do, but there was definitely certain times whenever Batman was around, he kind of like, I'm gonna let you do you, bro. And I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, well, that's the thing. He's not the commissioner yet. True, and he is not like the head detective or anything like he's on his way he's like you're two as well yeah so this is like yeah you right. so he kind of has to tread lightly when mm-hmm. it comes to the batman situation because they clearly have already created a relationship and have been working together for a while and he's just now getting to the point where he can bring the batman into like, yeah that's true uh, I Fair point. Bad, but, but, but you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he, he, I love there's always one cop. And it's like, all of them let him pass. But you got to be the one guy. The, but there's always that one guy. So, <laughs> that one guy. Um, so since we just covered Gordon, um, let's go ahead and talk about our girl, Selena. Oh, my God. Um, I loved her character. I do... Uh, I felt like her storyline wasn't as fluid as I wish it should have been. Like, cause I get the whole, her whole storyline is about her friend finding her friend. Well, they seem to be a little bit more than friends. Right. Yeah. So it's like the way, okay. So let's start from when, you know, she 
we first meet her, she gets in the car. Obviously, Batman is following her and she's talking and she's calling her baby this, that, and other. I kind of wish they would have did a little bit more with that. Because if you wanted to imply that that was the kind of relationship they had or if she was interested or whatever, I felt like there should have been a little bit more to it because it was kind of like, okay, you're going to help, you know, Batman being like, you're going to help me. Okay, you help her. But then like the next time we see her, she's like, I'm going to find the dude that, you know, did this. Well, it's one of those, you ever heard of that, that, that phrase about movies where they fridged her? Yeah. Well, they fridged Annika for Selena. Right. So it's Selena's motivation throughout the whole movie. Right. You know? I guess I've, I feel like there should have been like a scene or something. Because this is the one thing that I've been noticing more about movies. And I'm just in my own like writer brain trying to figure out how I, w- I would want to make a movie differently. It's like... I get that Bruce Wayne is the main character, right? Mm-hmm. And we're watching his story. But all his supporting characters are main characters in their own life. So there should be moments where it's like, bro, it's not about you. And she could have definitely had one of those moments. She that would have made... She kind of did because she went off and left town and let him to do his own yep, thing and didn't stick around for him that was at the end of it yeah i mean like i feel like there should have been like in the moment where you know she goes in the club for him and he's watching everything and they kind of get into their little lover's tiff mm-hmm. or whatever she takes the eye out i feel like there could have been like an, an additional scene of where yeah. he's trying to get her to help and she doesn't because of whatever and let's say it doesn't work out and now she goes back to him it's it's catwoman she could do bad all by herself. This is true. So it's like, I feel like there should have been a little That's bit more of a struggle. Yeah, probably. But I think it definitely should have been a little bit more of one of those struggles because she don't need him. He don't need her. But they always want each other. They kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like. I love her. Mm-hmm. She was fabulous. But can we please talk about him? Because... <sighs> okay. So. I'm a, let me say this first. I knew homie w- was going to be great. Right. Because, yes, he was in Twilight, but there was a film that he oh. did after, well, while he was doing, either it was like while he was doing Twilight or after he was doing Twilight, and it was about 9-11, and I saw that film. He did amazing. And I was like, bro, you good. You don't need Twilight. Right. You, you don't. I hated Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. But, it is I mean... It is. If he didn't have Twilight, he wouldn't be here today. But that's that's a different story. So, oh my God, there's so many great things. So starting from the beginning, from it's funny because I remember watching it the first time, and when he started the narration, I thought about you because we were just talking about how movies don't have narration anymore. The narration was very minimal, but there was but it was like perfect for that movie, right? It was like you you got to see what he was thinking. It gave you extra layers to kind of like the ambiance of it, right, yeah. yeah. So you knew it was like a way he was coping with everything and trying to figure shit out and whatever. It also is a great device to show you where in the story we're at. Right. Absolutely. Right. And it was just funny because I remember like the moment he started talking, I was like come with the narration yes this is what i needed it's coming back baby i just wanted to say that i already knew he was a good actor Mm -hmm. many different movies that i've seen him in but this was the level of subtle acting that he did was but that okay so this is so good This is my argument with people when it comes to Batman and they don't, I feel like they don't get it. Um, And this is why he, I will say at this moment is the best Batman. It's because he understands that what he says is what he says. And that's it, bitch. But just his body language. The first scene when he comes in and it's so funny because I'm like watching it the first time and it like confirmed it the second time this is a cowboy movie oh for sure 
right? And the moment, the first time, the moment he starts walking in and all you hear is his footsteps and it sounds like a cowboy walking in about to fuck shit up. And I was like, this is how you start a movie. It was like a cowboy horror movie like you're getting your your, it's like raising your blood pressure it was wonderful but i mean like the second selena walks into the room and he lays eyes on her for the first time his everything just like relaxed ever so slightly yeah he liked what he saw it was yeah so subtle and i I was just like ooh. and there were like two other times that i i just like he it, it okay. was literally like so, a I'm twitch gonna... of his mouth or just like a movement of so, his shoulders. And he was doing a fabulous job with conveying his... everything through his body. Absolutely. Because even like, okay, so we see him, the footsteps in the first scene. And then you get to where he goes into the first murder scene. And this is when I knew this motherfucker's Batman. He comes in, and of course you have the people looking, and you have the one officer, what is he doing here? What? Thank you so much, sir. So, two things. First thing, (laughs) I was laughing at myself because I'm like, okay, what black person did you know that you got those looks for? Like, you, you, you stole those looks from a black person because the second time watching this, I had commentary in my mind, and it was hilarious. So the second thing is like when he gets there and he's in this, you know, they're in the murder scene for the mayor or whatever and homie's just standing there and you see like the one dude, he's walking around telling um, Gordon everything and he's trying to walk past Batman and he looks up, he's like, excuse me. And homie just looked like nigga. (laughs) And that's all, every, every time he gave that look, that's all I heard. That's all I heard. And I was like, what black person do you know, Rob? Like, cause that's that look. That is that look. Like, bitch. That is that look. That was that's funny as shit. Yes. Go watch the movie again, and every time you see that look, that's exactly what you're gonna think about. Cause he gave that like the fuck. He watched a lot of um, Samuel L. Jackson. Probably, probably, probably. I would not put that past him. Convey power with your Convey body. Convey power. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, uh, the other thing was his one-liners. And it's so funny because I remember uh, watching TikToks and people are talking about it. Obviously, Marvel people saying how it wasn't funny. And I'm, like, sitting there and I'm, like, bro, you don't don't know. know. Were we watching the same movie? Because there were moments when I was cackling. That makes me... that It's, like, stuff like that makes me realize that you don't know the character well enough to get the jokes because the one scene where he's in, they um when he's the knocked out like walking like a he's penguin? Wh- like, yeah. come on, that's funny <laughs> not even so after the bomb goes off and he's like passed out and they have him in the cell oh yeah and like they're like take off his mask and homie pops <laughs> up like ready to go i was like yo this is batman <laughs> and then like uh one of the officers tries to grab his like uh his mask and tear it off and he punches him Mm -hmm. or whatever and i guess it's like uh the chief of police Mm -hmm. is like you just assault you just assaulted an officer and he's like no i assaulted three i was like bro that's batman (laughs) he's like if you gonna get it get it right the first time Mm -mm. none whatsoever that was literally this whole movie he did not care and i loved every second of it and can i say like the hair was perfect how weirdly perfect though it was weirdly perfect it was bruce wayne it was every like cartoon bruce wayne i've ever seen mm-hmm. i i'm very excited to see because i feel like the next film is definitely going to be uh, probably his transition into creating the persona of bruce wayne mm-hmm. because i think he started Especially in this movie, I feel like he's starting to kind of realize that he's going to need that person mm-hmm. just for the aesthetic of you need a you. Yes, you are the Batman. This is who you really are. But you need that other person. So that way shit doesn't hit the fan the wrong way and you could control things. But I feel like that would be interesting to see him try to put that on. 
especially since he went to the funeral and whatnot. By Bella Real, which I loved her name. It's like, oh, real beauty. Mm-hmm. Kind of the, like Bella Real coming up and saying stuff about like, oh, uh, your father was a philanthropist. Mm-hmm. I want to change that about you, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that, yeah, he'll have to start integrating because we all know that Bruce Wayne does become like really philanthropic and doing all mm-hmm. of those things. And he's in not politics, but he's like in the public eye. Right. And that's one of the, yeah. And that's one of the points the Riddler kept pointing at when he, he picks out Bruce Wayne as a victim. He's like, you know, you're an orphan, but here you are sitting at the top of the mountain, looking down on everybody else, not helping anybody. So it's like, it's one of those things where with a lot of heroes, they inadvertently create their own villains. Yes. And he, what he was the inspiration for this guy right which is why you see him break and go nuts on him yeah. at the end like that's a big deal yeah the way he goes insane on the guy at the end but he can't get his hands on him yeah like that's i love that scene oh my god from the transition from him thinking that he knows that he's bruce wayne right and then the and, realization. And, and the realization of you don't know that I'm oh, Bruce shit. Wayne. Then realizing, wait, you think we are partners in this shit? Yeah. You are crazy. And then calling him crazy to his face. Mm-hmm. And then bro was just like, we are not the same. And him, him in the end singing Which is a little crazy because i mean the thing about all of his villains is that they're clear like narcissistic psychopaths mm-hmm. they're also they also have a different a range of different like mental illnesses but batman absolutely has a fucking mental illness he is yeah. obsessed and consumed with this you know yeah. and, and this like god mentality and all mm-hmm. kinds of shit that he has going mm-hmm. on so for him to look at him and say you're crazy after you're the one who created this whole situation exactly yes layers. yes the layer <laughs> oh my god so but he did actually it wasn't on purpose but yeah um which is what influences his words at the end of the movie. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, my favorite character of this entire film, the Batmobile. That was, oh, my God. That was exciting. I've never been so excited in my life <laughs> watching a vehicle on film because it's like. Samantha was hilarious. She goes, you guys want car accidents? We'll give you car accidents. <laughs> she <laughs> But that and that's that's like watching that car scene. It was like, okay, you're definitely in year two because you looking like, oh shit, <laughs> like all these fucking cars. Mm-hmm. And I like that with everything that happens, he doesn't have a clear out because you know, most of the Batmans that we get now figure out an out some type of way or figure out like, if this happens, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, I think that only happens maybe once or twice. Because the only time he, like, for sure once when, you know, he's running out of the police station, he runs to the top of the building, zips his ass up. And then, first of all. That was interesting, but I was like, are you kidding? That was the only moment where I was like, really, bro? And then his landing wasn't so damn smooth. But and that, that was great. Yeah. Yes, that, that those uh, are the moments that made it a little better. Not yeah, gonna lie. we were like, okay, that's like uh, you trying some shit out and going <laughs> maybe not next time. Well, I mean, when he busts out the door, he goes to the edge. And he's like, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is realistic. It was. This is what we want. <laughs> it was. It was him thinking on his feet. Yeah, exactly. And, and dealing with the and then to get up like. Uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that hurt. You felt <laughs> yeah. that one. You get shot in the chest by all these things, and you're fine. You oh keep going. God. Okay. But then you get knocked the fuck out by a bridge <laughs> going 80 miles an hour. In the Almost wind. get hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's struggling to get up. I'm like, yeah, that one, that one hurt. That hurt. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. 
oh my god this movie was funny i don't think it, and like people saying that the movie wasn't fun, like, how are you not laughing at some of this shit yeah no it's true they said it wasn't the other thing i definitely want to talk about was the amazing actors in this film because 100 there is were a handful of faces where i'm just like you in this film mm-hmm. oh shit you in this film literally everybody i was like they didn't tell me y'all was in this i would have came anyway I love that they they kept the riddler a secret um i mean at least i never found out who the riddler was i was i never saw i I know i saw the outfit and i was even a little bit mad at that like fucker i don't even want to know what the outfit looks like don't show me that shit this is this is the riddler he should be a big ass question mark i don't want to know shit i absolutely agree with that and i think that's it's weird this is weird dynamic because they're trying to promote the movie so it's like okay i get showing the outfit but i also i didn't want to know the person behind the mask until the movie came out but i definitely seen his face and i saw him out on press tours and i'm like they kind of like ruined it in a way like i i I 100 understand why he needs to be there but it would have hit a lot differently if I would have never known who was oh, under absolutely. that mask. I was really excited that I never, I never, I purposefully yeah. like didn't. Yeah, get I was anything. trying so hard, but it's Batman. I know. Um, but yeah, and I think that's that's another thing with a lot of these films. It's like I get you're trying to create this hype, but it's like at what point does the hype outweigh the experience of the film? Because it's just like with Spider-Man, like knowing that all of the Spider-Man were going to be in it before you even watch the movie. Yeah. So it's like, it's still to be great. But yeah, I'm, I, I want that like, oh shit moment in the theater. Now I really got to focus on what y'all talking about because I did not see this coming. Right. Yeah. I feel like that's because when we were growing up, it was just trailers and commercials that is true. And that's it. And when you went to the movie theater, you got a full, immersive, amazing experience that was 100% like you didn't know what the hell was coming. Yeah. And all you saw was, I mean, that's why people would be mad at the trailer because the trailer would give you so much information that it's just, oh, okay, well, let's just watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like so <Yeah>. many people. <laughs> but at the same time, like... You'd be surprised. They give you one thing in in the trailer, and then you go and you watch the movie, and you're like, they didn't show three quarters of this shit. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I will say they did a really good job with the Batman trailer. They didn't really reveal much in the trailer. Oh, yeah. But they got you, like, thirsty for that shit. oh, Oh, my God. The fact that, like, the teaser trailer was the first part of the movie where he's like, I'm vengeance. Yeah. And... To go in the movie theater and have that be the intro, you knew, like, if this is the beginning, what am I about to watch? I thought this would have been, like, midway through the film. (laughs) No, this is the first scene. What? I loved it. Yeah. And there were so many good moments like that, like, uh, when he goes to get Falcone and to stop Selena. And there's a scene, and I remember... Dan says something is like, why don't they just shoot him in the head? Cause they're in the hallway and the guys are just shooting him. And I actually just read that in the film, we see that he cuts the power and I'm like, well, that's the reason why they couldn't shoot him in the head. They couldn't see him. So they're general. just literally shooting. And originally that scene was going to be CGI because they were like, how are we going to shoot this scene? It's completely dark. The only thing you see is like the bullets hitting him basically. Right. They actually shot that shit. That's awesome. That's and I'm why like, it looks that so good. was one of the baddest scenes I've seen yeah. in a movie in a long time. Like, bro. It really right. it a hundred percent, like in my opinion, it blew it rivals the Christopher Nolan trilogy and it blew all of the rest of them out of the water. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Like I thoroughly enjoyed that. It was a 
fucking ride throughout the entire time. You were on the edge of your seat. You were crawling with anxiety, which, okay, the whole town, the whole city is being flooded with water. Let's all go into the, go into the the garden where it's a big ass bowl. Yeah, Yeah, that's a great (laughs) idea. Is this supposed to be some commentary on Katrina? What the fuck is that? I was like, what in the fuck is that? Yo, they they had a they. Uh, it's a Matt Reeves bowl. did a really great job of building. Yeah, because it was like there were so many moments where you're just like, how the fuck are you gonna get out of this shit? It was a strange like, like all those guys are up there with the guns. He's kicking their ass. Like, she swoops in, helps him for the last couple because he's about to die, and then it's like at the end. He's just, he like fixes the situation so it doesn't like drop, but he goes into the water with like like wires and shit. I was like, what is happening? Everything right built like, up everything to the like, point Ugh. where it's like you thought it was good, and then something else happens, right? Which is life, which right. I. And then he just drops into the water and he comes back up. And it's almost like this, everything's been so, oh my God, oh my God. You're like barely like breathing while you watch it. And then it's just like the. Yeah. And now you can let your, your, yeah. your emotions kind of go and just relax and sit back in your seat. But you're so like on this, you keep expecting something to happen. And he just lights yeah, the flare the and whole, starts getting people yeah. out of there. Because that's the, basically just, the whole movie. They build it to where you're so, you are literally anxious once shit starts to hit the fan that you're just like, you think it's over, but you know, no, this ain't over because um, y'all, what? Ah, there it is. This, yeah, because it's like they catch the Riddler. You think, oh, okay, this is the end. But then after his speech, and he's like, "You didn't find the last piece." Yeah. I thought you were smarter than that. I'm like, oh shit, what's next? Right? Like, where are we going? What? Which, not gonna lie, I'm really surprised that he didn't know that he was Bruce Wayne because I thought for sure he gave himself away at the funeral. Because he's Bruce Wayne. He's looking dead at the guy in his face oh, yeah. the whole time. Yeah. You're the Riddler. And he's just giving him that like fucked up, like goth ass, like yeah. emo ass <laughs> look on his face. This movie was well, so I think it was. I loved so it. this is the thing because he's the whole time he's trying to draw these people out. And that was the only way to draw Bruce Wayne out. Because how are you not going to show up to the mayor's funeral? Right. You're Bruce Wayne. I'm gonna bring you out. But the only reason he went is because he was ho- he knew the Riddler would go. Right, he knew the Riddler would go, but the Riddler didn't know that he was who right. he is. So it's like this weird. But I just felt like I, I because the guy's wearing a mask, you can't tell where he's looking. He wasn't wearing a mask in that scene when oh. he's looking up. He doesn't have his mask on, but the light. Is but the there. light is there, um, shading him out. So it's like, because even when the, the point where he leaves, you see him turn and you see he doesn't have him on a mask. Wow. You see his hair and you see his glasses, but so you don't I see his face. I feel like they lock eyes. And in my opinion, like, I don't know, like him just staring at I him I think like it's the, the, the perception, like the two different perspectives of, well, you have Bruce looking at him as Batman, but you have the Riddler looking at him as like, Bruce, your right. ass is next. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's the the villain main charactering and he's monologuing in exactly. his brain right yeah. now. He's, <laughs> he's the main character. You just here for the ride, bitch. Like that's exactly what it is. It was, it was so good. There's so many good scenes. Um, the other thing that I realized the second time around. So there's a picture. I remember I posted on Facebook years ago, and there's a picture with uh, Batman and Catwoman, and. It's so funny because I watched the film. So you have Selena going in, trying to get her friend's passport, right? Batman obviously follows, catches her. And then there's a moment where he hears the cops come in, so he grabs her. There's a moment where the cops come in and he grabs her and goes around the corner. He's right. like holding her. There is a photo very similar to that pose where Batman is in the back, she's in the front, and he's like holding her. Mm-hmm. And the second time I saw that, I was like, you think you slick with the imagery in here. Right. I was like, okay, I see you, bro. I see you. That's another one of those subtle moments. 
Yeah. That's the moment she realizes that she can trust him. Mm-hmm. Because she thinks he's attacking and then suddenly there's someone there and he's getting her to be quiet. Yeah. That he heard that she didn't hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. But it was sexy at the same time. Oh, my God. When he threw her on that table. Right? There was a couple of times you're just like, yeah, thrust a little. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the scene where it's like he's putting the... Uh, I saw a, lo- a bunch of videos on TikTok. How they were talking about where he's putting the contact in her eye. Yeah. And it's so funny because I was like, I see what they were saying. Because I was like, bro, you can't be doing that stuff on, the- <laughs> in movies like that. So you, like, she puts the contact in her eye and she's like, you don't care about me. Blah, 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 blah. And, he's, and he kind of like turns like in a way to make it seem like, bitch, what you talking about? <laughs> he goes up to her and like tilts her head up and he's like let me see i was like bro you can't be saying that like that you did that on purpose and so they were staring at each other and it's like okay if you're paying attention and you're not reading too deep in the night you know he's checking for the contact to make sure it's good right but but if you know anything about human psychology mm-hmm. you know that looking into another person's eyes even for longer than a few seconds is like a way of showing and like it's like attraction it's like that's True. why she doesn't want to look at the guy she doesn't want to turn around and look at that guy because yeah. if she does he's going to talk to her because mm-hmm. that's how women call men over to them so if a man is going to come up to you and stare in your eyes like if anybody stares at yeah. you in your eyes for any considerable amount of time you're gonna start to feel some shit okay oh yeah (laughs) but i love that they flirt with that borderline because it's like it's kind of like on one hand he's like you know he's just there for the work right right he's not thinking about that likes what he sees though but at the is right (laughs) but he's trying to be professional he 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 ain't trying to get hr to come after him well that's the thing he's like ridiculously ocd Mm -hmm. like he's ocd to the max so, like, he is so obsessed and compulsively obsessed that even when he's interested in something that he sees, he can't divert his attention from something that's way more. Right. Like um, Until he gets someone like her to be like, look at me. Right. Yeah. No, definitely agree. That's why her being like, come on, let's go. Let's go do bad things together. And yeah. Then, like, it's tempting yeah he takes a minute to say no mm-hmm. he takes mm-hmm. a minute to mm-hmm. say no to her but but that's the thing he almost like he almost doesn't say he he's that strong silent type with issues that women just love like <laughs> and that's why we love the batman yes yep yep perfect casting perfect oh. casting she oh okay so not gonna lie they did a really fabulous job with, with Catwoman. Casting, the outfits, the everything. I really liked it. Please, someone give me a really good poison ivy I can sink my teeth into. See, I feel like they've been waiting. Like, I definitely think that that's coming. That has to. Because but, wasn't that the Joker in the other stall next to the Riddler? I don't want... So a lot of people are saying that, but I don't 100% agree with that. See, at first I, I thought really, it was Two-Face. Because right. it's really hard to tell. But right. then he starts laughing. But I feel like that's Two-Face laugh too. Because if you look at... If we're going to reference, I guess I should say, um, like Batman Forever, um, Two-Face laugh like, cackling like yes because in in that one it was a whole idea of like two split personalities you had one that was crazy or in that film it was like you have the good and the bad right like obviously they overplayed it but i feel like that can definitely go with that character i'm not sold on that being the joker for some reason Okay, so because the thing is, is that like, so when they take his wallet, it shows two Mm -hmm. cards. Mm -hmm. So like he has a split personality. That's why at first when I heard that extra voice, I thought that voice was in his head as the other personality. Right. At first. Mm -hmm. And then I saw a person and I was like, oh, that's a person talking to him Mm because he responded to it. Mm -hmm. 
But my first initial thoughts was, okay, the Riddler is clearly a psychopath who has, like, his personalities have split to deal with the coping of, you know, you know, all the shit that he's doing Mm -hmm. and has been through. So, yeah, when that person was in the next stall was talking to him, I thought that was in his head at first. Mm, I can see how you, yeah. But then I realized, and when I could see, the thing is, is that the grate is in front of its face. So at first I was like, that is that two-faced? I can't really tell. Mm -hmm. And then the laughter made me think the Joker. And then when it was that panned out zoom, it was almost like you could see it better because it was through the little holes. Right. And it did seem like colorful hair. Right. So that's, I was like, "Mm." Especially now because we have a decent amount of characters between all of the Batmans and Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, create your Gotham based off the characters that we've had in past movies. Because especially now that we've gotten another Riddler in a different way, I'm like, or even like an Arkham Asylum shit because of the the, the video games that came out. The Arkham mm-hmm. Asylum video games are crazy, and like all, oh, there's so much shit with like Arkham Asylum, and they all go in and out. Well, like that's crazy. why I feel like the next, if if they were trying to make a trilogy out of it, I don't think the next movie would be specifically a Batman. I think it would be an Arkham to introduce more villains, and then there would be a Batman. Yeah, because they make a real big point of saying that. Bruce Wayne's mother is the Arkham's. They make a point of that shit. Yeah, exactly. So, so it would make sense for yeah. them to go that route. Um, but I just find it because I know everybody's talking about who's the best Batman, but I'm like, no, let's just take it a step further. Like, what if you could create the ultimate Batman movie off of all, like, film wise, all of the characters we've had now, right? Choose your Batman. You choose your Joker because we've had three of them. We've had two Riddlers. You got people from the Suicide Squad you could choose if you want to throw them in there. You have other villains from past uh, movies that you could throw in there. But I thought it was be, would be really interesting to have that conversation because I'm like, okay, it would be interesting to see Rob Pattinson Batman with like Heath Ledger's Joker fantasy football but it's with batman okay fantasy batman this is we're playing fantasy batman (laughs) so it's like okay robert pattinson uh heath ledger's joker just for shits and giggles we'll give him jim carrey's riddler okay because we already know how he handles this one right um you will take tom hardy's bane what kind of world would they live in because even when you look at all the batmans they're they're Gotham is very specific. So it would just be interesting to put them somewhere else and see how they would play. Almost like a Sinister Sticks, but for in the Batman universe. like Yeah, why not? Like, I mean, because we only had so many characters. That's like the opening of the movie is like a bunch of different villains all going like in and out of their daily lives at Arkham Asylum and then hatching a plan and, and breaking out. And then. Yeah, because there was a breakout you, before. So. Right. That happens technically like all the time, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, we gotta do something about this, guys. Right. <laughs> he's definitely done interviews where he says that he's for sure down to do more more movies. Why wouldn't he? Right? Listen, there would be a riot. It. There would be a riot. First of all, you were too sexy in that costume. Uh. Just watching you walk down a hallway, I'm like, bro. Okay. And like, I will... I don't know if it's just the costume or what, but it looks like it adds height to him, size, everything. Yeah. That's the thing. He's this super powerful guy. Not that he's like supernaturally powerful. He's just, and I mean, his armor is definitely like bulletproof and shit like that, but he beats the shit out of people. Oh, yeah. He's a tough, strong fighter but then like when you see him with his shirt off it's not like he's some crazy buff dude. which i freaking love because i think you can still be especially having size right uh-huh. and one being that it's year two two being that in almost every superhero movie now you see these really buff guys and it's like i get it 100 percent, i get it they're also supposed to be superheroes where right. batman is not a superhero he right. doesn't have any 
But I think Nothing it. But money. That's all this dude. But I think money it, it emphasizes the amount of work he's gonna put in for to sure. get to, for instance, the Ben Affleck Batman, who's an older Batman. Yeah. Oh yeah, I see what you. Well, yeah, it'll show like uh, a physical transformation. Over, oh yeah. What, like three or four movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Be a trilogy. Who yeah. Knows? Mm-hmm. It really does really well. You never know. Oh no, I definitely think this could be a trilogy that will spark a whole new fandom and love for Batman in a different way. Absolutely. But I definitely enjoyed that he was not, you know, fifty-five year old Batman <laughs> who knows everything. The he he was the pinnacle moment in everybody's life when you realize you know nothing. You literally know nothing. Everything you thought you knew is actual bullshit. And you realize how much people lie. Because when he went in and talked to Falcone and then he went and talked to Alfred, right. I was like, whoo, Talk about getting some clutch information just then. Mm-hmm. Which you could kind of die. Like, really, you could, you could get that from what Falcone was saying. It's like, I was thinking that immediately. It's like, he didn't ask you to kill that guy. He asked you to scare that guy and you took it upon yourself to kill him. Exactly. But clearly. At the same time, it's Falcone. Right. Would you expect? And that's the problem. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's one of those things it's like um knowing a person. It's like you know you knew exactly who Falcone was. Right. Well, not gonna lie, like people wanna have like I mean, yeah, he doesn't deserve to die or anything like that, mm-hmm. but Especially back then when a lot of news people wouldn't give a fuck if it's going to affect you or not. They're just going to run the story exactly. anyways. Yeah. And it's like, what do you gain from letting everyone know that my husband's, I mean, that my wife has been in and out of a mental institution before yeah. and that it runs in her family? Right. What is that going to affect anything? Is she running for office? No. Right. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. But he's got a juicy story, so he's gonna run exactly. With it. And it's like you, you, you understand you why it. he, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. He's just trying try to protect his wife from having to go through, God knows what kind of press bullshit that. She yeah, the have scrutiny to deal with. of you've been in in and out of an right. asylum, and then now they're gonna have like, like I mean, Michael Jackson just as one example. Like, he hated the name Wacko Jacko, but they used it all the time because mm-hmm. he would do things that were out of the normal for normal people. But hello, this is Michael Jackson. Nothing about his life has ever been normal. Right. So to expect him to do normal shit is just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Okay? And then to call him Wacko Jacko when everyone knows he hates that, it's just like rubbing salt in a yeah. wound, shoving his face in the shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's just really shitty. So people especially young people now with all this stuff the britney movement and everything like you have no idea how shitty the press and like paparazzi and just the normal news used to be like oh oh my my god God. it's bad now in certain ways but it's not the same as it was like 10 15 20 years ago i mean it's very obviously obvious i feel like that it was bad because now you're having so many documentaries come out and talk about how horrible it was and what they had to go through it was disgusting and now you have a bunch of apologies like i didn't know no 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 you were a scumbag and you got paid enough to pay your rent for the entire year for one good picture Mm -hmm. go fuck yourself Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like yeah. I was one of the, I felt like I was one of the very few people like when all of that shit with Britney Spears was going down and they're just posting all this stuff and her with that Sam Lufty guy or Lutfi whatever his last name was it was just clear to me that she was being manipulated in yeah. multiple ways and possibly self-medicating or being given something well I mean even and when going like, through a really tough yeah. time in her life but like I a feel really like ridiculous any sane person if you saw any of those photos that came out I'm sitting here like 
But just, what did you do to get this? I exactly. I just felt horrible for her all the time, and people would look at me like I was crazy. Well, she's a celebrity; she should just expect this shit. And I hate that mentality. Oh, I really the, hate so, that mentality. So, oh my god, I re- I hate the idea that because someone wants success in whatever area. So she wants to create music and be great at it. And your whole mentality, oh, you want to be great at this where I deserve access to you whenever I want. Which if we're going to, if we're going to pull straws here, if we're going to like split hairs, she didn't really have much of a say in that. She was put into the industry as a small child by her parents. Yeah. When did she choose this? Please explain. I mean, like when it's literally something that you've been doing your entire life and then all of a sudden you hit superstardom at 16 with Baby Hit Me One More Time. Tell me what was her decision? Yeah. So she just deserves it anyways? Kiss my ass. I mean, it's the same thing that goes with, you know, football players, basketball players. I've heard this, you know, the comments being told to like basketball wives, like, you know what you were getting into. Like, this is part of it. And it's just like, no, it's not. I'm a person just like you're a person. That that was one of those things where it's like, uh, what was it? The 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 team 10 or whatever it was called. The you know, Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. And Jake Paul. Mm-hmm. Jake Paul had like Team Ten or or whatever. I don't pay. I don't watch that shit. I'm not a teenage girl, so I don't give a shit, right? But he had his house that had all of these like internet, YouTube, TikTok stars and shit living there, and it was a business. And somehow the address got out on the internet, and they were just flooded with all these like preteens and their parents. Their parents are bringing them to their house and like filming it and stuff. So when they go out and they ask him, hey do you mind leaving? Like, this is where we live. Our neighbors are getting angry at us, you know, because there's cars and children and people just everywhere. Like, can mm-hmm. you guys please leave? They're literally like parents. The adults are screaming in their face saying, we're the ones that made you famous. We're the ones that gave you all this money to have this house. You should be thanking us and taking all of the pictures and signing all of the things. Fuck you. Like, and telling their children that they should say it to them too. We pay your bills. And that is why we have the issues we have today. Wow. I love that our Batman conversation went there. (laughs) Because this is basically the corruption. Yeah. That filters down. It, It filters all the way down, man. All the way down. Well, I guess, um... We could end this episode here. And well, if there's one final thing that we want to say is that it was 100 percent worth the money. Yes. And worth the time. It's a three hour movie. So uh, definitely bring like a comfortable seat and a jacket and a blanket and all that good stuff to hang out and enjoy the movie. Um, but we highly suggest it. It was a fantastic experience. We're really excited to see the movies that come after this. And we'd love to hear what you thought of the movie. And if you think that they're going to come out with... uh, Who do you think was that second um, villain in the other cell next to Riddler? Was that Two-Face? Was that Joker? Do you think it was somebody else that we're not thinking of? Tell us uh, in the comments what you think it was. Yeah, uh, my final thoughts. It is a three-hour movie that you are happy that it just keeps going. Because I definitely feel like there's a bunch of movies where you're like, that's it? (sighs) Okay. No, this movie, you're like, oh, it's going to be the, oh, we get more? Yay. Completely entertaining from beginning to end. From beginning to end is great. You think it's about to end, and then there's more stuff afterwards, and you're not upset about it. No, you're you're not upset that you're going to sit there for three hours. You're definitely going to enjoy it. Um, Have fun. Post some comments. Let us know what you thought. Let us know if we should talk more about it or if we missed something that you think was very important that we should have added to the conversation. Absolutely. We're always interested to hear what you guys have to say about what our opinions about the movie are. We love to hear your opinions and tell us we're stupid. I'm fine with that. I'm not. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. 
until next time peace okay that was awesome thank you so much for joining today's chat we love hearing your thoughts and opinions so please leave a comment or dm us on social media tell us what you would have added to the conversation i'm janae and i'm amanda we are girls go books deep and you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts visit us at girlsgobooksdeep.com or any social media platform at girls go books deep except twitter because they just had to be extra and weird so we are at gg underscore books deep over there please hit the like button subscribe follow one of those buttons is on the screen so just just do it if you've gotten this far you might as well (laughs) right until the next time everyone wake up and stay weird I kind of like that one.